before we dive into this week's episode, I just wanted to hit you out with a special announcement. So, um, I have just launched an ebook on blogging called Blog On, a starter kit for entrepreneurs. So, if uh, you've been looking for a little help with your setting up your blog and getting results and uh, you're not really sure where how to get started and you personally are an entrepreneur as many of you are then you'll definitely be really interested in this book so uh, you can find it over at gum.co slash blog on for entrepreneurs Welcome to episode 15 of People Behind the Business, a show for small businesses with small teams and huge ambitions. I'm your host, Rosemary Richards. If you checked out last week's discussion about body image or insecurities on camera, then you'll find this week's episode a really useful companion episode for that. And, you know, if you hadn't haven't seen the episode about body image and uh, getting it from the camera, I recommend going back and listening to that first in order to really get a really in-depth view of everything that is scary to a large majority of business owners about getting in front of the camera and quote-unquote putting yourself out there. So, um, if you've already seen an odd episode uh, about body image insecurities, then you will find this week's episode a really good way to expand on that discussion. So, a while ago, Erin Zimmerman, right, right when I was just starting to develop season one, she reached out to me and she said, oh, your podcast sounds great. I would love to be a guest. Part of why I said yes was because she helps people that aren't on average used to being in the public eye get really comfortable with uh, putting themselves out there and on camera on a regular basis. So I am just going to talk to her a little bit about some of the fears about going in front of the camera. Remind me so much of myself when I first started my business as well. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to let Erin go ahead and introduce herself. Hi, I'm Erin Zimmerman. I'm a disability guide and I help marginalized voices get their message heard. So whether it's through uh, writing a book or, or figuring out their social media plan or even uh, public speaking and getting on TV, I, I kind of walk them through a strategy of how to get their message out there and be heard through all of the noise and then I hold them accountable through it all. Uh, do you emphasize a little bit what you mean by marginalized communities? What kind of people does that entail? Yes, I, I focus on working specifically with women um, and then especially um, people of different races, so not just white women because my entire life I have, I have been surrounded uh, by many, many white people and I love the diverse and rich stories that are coming from all of these other people that have not uh, had their own platforms before and so I really like lifting those voices up to the forefront. That's a very, very cool cause. So do you feel like your own experiences with uh, hiding, as I remember seeing on your website, do you feel like that's a good part of why yes. you're doing that for TV? I, um, 
I feel like so many people think that their message, whether whether they have a story to tell or they have an idea, they, they think it doesn't mean anything or that it's been done before. And so they just don't say anything. And for so long, I, I had all these ideas in my head that I kept thinking someone else will do it better. And, you know, you just kind of blend in with the rest of society. You use social media to check in with you know, friends from high school and things of that nature. But that's not the case because if one person shares their story, they're going to change at least one other person's life. And I guarantee them that. Um, and on top of that, they're going to change their own life because you could change the whole trajectory of how your life goes just by just by sharing, uh, showing up and, and using your voice. Yeah, exactly. Because so many people find that uh, there's not enough someone like them in the community. So, yeah, that's deeply meaningful to then go, oh, she's a lot like you. Why don't I try it? Yes, and I, I feel... It's super important to feel connected with someone that you're working with. Um, I, I tend to attract a lot of introverted people who are still nervous, who are still thinking, I don't even, like I have this story, but I don't even know if I want to tell it. Or they're telling me, you know, I, I want to write a book, but I don't know what about. And we kind of tease that out together. And then the accountability piece is me really, you know, che- not only cheering them on, but also helping them in ways if, if they're being, uh, if they're finding that they are getting stuck with something or overwhelmed with something. Um, it's, it's breaking all these overwhelming processes down. Um, to make it as easy as possible to, to get themselves out there. So how do you approach that when feeling that source of intimidation about telling their story? Um, I ask them to just talk to me. So I'll hop on a call and I'll say, just talk. I don't want them to write any notes down. I just want them to tell me what's what they're thinking about right then. And a lot of times it'll go into that fear. And we talk through it. I think that is the most important thing is to have someone along the way with you because we so often get stuck in our own heads. And whether you own a business or you don't, you just want to have you know a project in addition to what you do full time. And so I believe having at least one, you know, partner in crime on your side to be able to talk things with, whether it's bouncing ideas off of or, or helping to encourage you to move forward or try to figure out what's really blocking you. It could be, you know, uh, a past, something from your past is coming up around public speaking. And so it takes a little bit of work and, and that's where it's personalized because each person is so different, but every person can break through the things that are holding them back. Yeah, definitely. I, I can definitely uh, that started as a shy writer doing this on my own and then it really took time to be able to go through more public mediums for sure. So, Well, and what is it that, I, of course, I'm turning it. I'm going to ask you a question. What did they made you feel like like it was time for to do more things publicly and more, more things with other people. Really an interest in other stories, sort of similar to your perspective as well. And I love that. When we all take an interest uh, and listen to what other people have to say, oh my gosh, so many things could happen. And by collaborations with somewhere, you know, we can amplify each other's stories, build upon them, make things greater and create movements. So it, it really does take, you know, working with someone else, whether it's on a professional level or not, just telling stories. Also, it, could, it could make waves. Yeah, sure. Uh, so your experience in the beginning as a social media specialist, uh, you think that was really an influence on this direction that you eventually took? Um, I think it was a bit of it. I, I feel like a lot of this to me over my life. I was, I've always been, well, when I was younger, I was super extroverted. Um, loved being around people all the time. Uh, 
when I graduated college, I went to work uh, and I, I loved the people I worked with. And I was doing social media management and marketing uh, for a company for, for a handful of years. And then I was like, you know, what? I'm really, I'm good at this. And I've kind of hit my maximum level at this space. And so it was time for me to break free and do something on my own. And I thought, no, social media management is great because I can help people who don't have the time or don't have the energy or, or don't want to do their social media because that's, I mean, it's a way to interact with, you know, fans and, and with like-minded people, but also get your message out there. So I guess in a way, yes, definitely. But at the same time, I've also uh, been working a little bit with different people uh, that I know. I've been working with my mom a little bit uh, as I realized that, you know, empty nesters, that they, they have a job or they don't, they don't have a job and they're not quite sure. They're like, I need to be doing something else. Like I want to do something now. Um, and sometimes they need a little guidance with that. And I've seen that with a couple of my empty nester clients as well as you know friends and family and that really encouraged me to go in this direction from social media management because I didn't want to be working inside of someone else's business constantly. I wanted to be encouraging people of all types, whether they're doing something as a business or as a hobby, to just get their message out there because we do only have so much time on this earth and the quicker you get something out there, uh, perfect or not, the more time you have to really resonate with other people. And that's a really good way to be really heavily involved at, for sure. So talk a little bit about that I didn't think I remember you mentioned. Uh, how did you overcome that? Oh my goodness. It, I'm just going to it sounds like I'm just going to keep harping on the same thing that I said the whole time. I, uh, I talked, so I had all of these ideas in my head and it was just, you know, like I said before, it's like, oh, other people could do this better or, oh, it's not that important or this is good for, but I chose, um, a couple of weeks after I started my, started working for myself, I chose to sign up for a retreat and it was with someone that I've been following for a little bit of time and it wasn't until, you know, a few months later, but when I was at that retreat, I was talking and I, you you know, you're kind of forced. I'm not gonna, I, forced is a is a harsh word for it, but you know, you're you're told, hey, tell us what you wish your future to be, and all of these other things that I hadn't necessarily thought of nor discussed out loud before. And it was a lot of me talking, me trying to put these ideas together, and then people repeating back to me what they heard or what they understood. And it really painted a picture for me, having other people there to help me solidify all of these ideas that were going on in my head, as well as um, help me understand that there was a need uh, for, you know, what I had to teach, what I had to say um, for multiple people, for, you know, a whole section of people, not just, you know, one person or myself. Because in my head, I kept thinking, oh, these are things that I would have liked to know. You know, I would have liked to have a guide like me um, six months ago. And I, I feel that constantly still. But I also am constantly running into people who are in those same types of shoes, whether they've you know, been in business or hobbying for themselves for six months or, you know, six years. It's um, I, I feel like we go through these different stages of, of life sometimes where it ebbs and flows, where sometimes you're like really confident and then other times it's like a pullback and then it takes more effort to get back 
back to where you were with your with your confidence. And so it really took me saying all those things out loud with of women. Uh, some of it was one on one time that really helped me to decide to push forward. And I had a lot of momentum following that weekend for the next month. And then I went through another uh, ebb, I guess, where I kind of back and I see that happen a lot with other people. And that's totally okay because we can't be on 100% of the time. And it's just coming to those realizations as I bounce ideas off others, as I support other people in what they're doing and realize that I can do, I can do great things as well. Yeah, because then it's about accountability. It gives you some pressure to work more goals. I can see how that would really help. So moving on this more about the perspective of people who might uh, working towards overcoming those fears about uh, front of the camera. Uh, what do you say about uh, someone that's an okay fit, the person behind the camera versus a great fit if they're doing the hiring process, would you say? I think it's just realizing that it doesn't have to be perfect. You're not striving perfection. You're you're striving to get a message out. Um, and a lot of times we get stuck in that, oh, it's not perfect stage. I will tell you when I film videos, <laughs> whether it's a client in front of the camera or myself in front of the camera, if I film it with the thought of, oh, I just you know, start over again, I will, I will start over 20 times before I finally okay to keep going. Um, it, it takes a little bit of practice, but no one is perfect when it comes to it. It's just, you know, knowing that it's time to, to get out there and do it and just, just do it. It doesn't, again, perfection doesn't matter. It doesn't exist anyway. So, you know, just do it. <laughs> do you think that telling people that often help them get over the shit they're afraid of about in front of that camera? I think it does, but it's not a, it's not a one-off. I'm going to go to you and just this is how I'm going to coach you. I'm just going to tell you to do it and you're going to do it. I think um, if if you're in person with someone, it helps a lot to, again, talk through some of those fears because some of those things, they may be hesitating and they don't know why and they have to talk through it to, you know, get through it. And so I know in my Facebook group, I challenge people um, at least once a week to create a video just to keep practicing because as my dad always said when I was growing up and I totally didn't listen to him he said repetition 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 and that's just that you know if you just keep practicing then you'll get better at it whether it's whether it's you're you're getting super good on camera or you're just getting really good at getting through it so that your message can be heard uh, it's you've gotta you've gotta be a little a little consistent to keep going because as I've noticed if I fall out of practice uh, where, you know, sometimes I'll batch film videos and I'm like super on it for, for that. Like it'll take me about, you know, half an hour to really get comfortable with it. And then I can just film away for that chunk of time. But then I, you know, don't film anything for a few weeks. Then I kind of like pull back again and my confidence is lost and I feel out of practice. But if, if you're every once in a while just going through and even just filming a video for yourself on your phone, just to get through it without starting over, uh, that, that helps tremendously and it'll help with all kinds of things, not just video making, but public speaking. It'll help with, you know, really simplifying your story so that it's super digestible for people. Uh, it'll help you if you're 
if you want to write a book, it'll help you to say things out loud because a lot of times, you know, you get writer's block, but if you start talking, uh, then that helps. I, I actually recently helped a friend start writing her book by just filming her talking with me. Uh, and so it can be used for all kinds of different things. It's just doing it. And, and like I said, you, every not many people have phones with a video capability and it's, you know, you don't have to have all this all this equipment to get it done. So is that part of how you are for people when they're really feeling uncomfortable or is there some initial discussion just before? Um, it's, I, I'm never going cold. <laughs> we, we talk a little bit. I, you know, I always want to know how feeling. I want to make sure that they are feeling as at ease as, as possible uh, because the most important thing, again, isn't the camera that's in front of you. It's get a message out there. So I just want them having a conversation. So whether someone behind the camera or you are filming on phone, just having a conversation or thinking about having a conversation with your best friend is the way to go. Uh, so a lot of times we'll just ease into it and then I can start asking questions that are pertinent to what they were wanting to film about. And if they are, if they feel lost or if, you know, they stumble over their words, you know, that's okay. Just keep going. You can cut that together later or you can start over. But if you think in your mind, you only have so much time to get your message out there. Um, it helps push it along a little bit. And no one's going to be perfect the first time that they do it. I, I keep saying perfect. No one's going to be, because again, perfection doesn't exist, but no one's going to be a pro at it the first time they do it. And a lot of us, I still don't feel like I'm a pro and I video a lot, um, but a lot of us will never get to pro status. But again, it, it doesn't matter because people like to watch video. They like consider easily digestible and they want to hear your story and message. So how, how do you work around it when it's deeper things? Like if they have an accent or they're, they're being secure about some part of their body or something like that? Everyone has their insecurities. And we kind of, we tackle those things uh, for each person, obviously, individually. Uh, but I'm not going to say, hey, pronounce these words more clearly or anything like that. Like, I'm just going to say, just talk like you would. Uh, and I have my insecurities too. But when I'm with my friends and talking, I, it's just not something that comes up. So it's, I end up finding with most clients a very good, like a comfort level to the degree that we're just having a conversation. And then, you know, it's not that you forget that the camera is there, but it becomes unimportant. And, you know, some people may choose not to watch their video playback. Um, some people watch it and they're like, you know, they're, they're really listening to their words more so than paying attention to their appearance, which is amazing. It's amazing because that's what that's what everyone else is doing. So, so that there's a lot of technical performance. Uh, uh, do you think that is, do you think that's a real game to working with people that are insecure about uh going in front of the camera. I, I think so, definitely. Um, I like to treat everyone as if, you know, gently, as if, as if they, you know, because I've been in their shoes. So as if I was talking to a, not just a younger version of myself, just someone who, who needed that, the guidance. And I do every once in a while need that guidance myself. Um, and I mean, I think that's important for anything, for anyone, anyone's nervous about anything. I have a friend who, who just, you know, graduated nursing school, but she needed to be talked to any time she's about to test and just, you know, calm down a little bit. And, you know, we all have those, those things regularly in life where, you know, we have to breathe through them or we have to talk to someone or we have to talk to ourselves to get through them. And the thing is, this video is not scary. It is, it is just a way to help amplify your voice or get your message out in a creative space. Like there are so many ways to use it. And I feel like having conversations and for the person in front of the camera to be listened to 
as well as mutually supported is a big deal. It's not that, you know, at that point, it's not that a client is paying me because, you know, I also do pro bono work and scholarships, things like that. It's not that the client is paying me to do this and we have a strictly, you know, client relationship here. It's, hey, let's talk as if we're friends because most of these stories are uncomfortable to tell the first few times. You know, we practice beforehand. I'll, I'll have them film things by ourselves. It's not like we're going to super cold turkey ever. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just reminding people that we're, you know, we're all human, all started summer, and that this is where they need to be right now to challenge themselves to step out of a box that they're in and they, you know, if they don't do it, we, we always have to be pushing the envelope a little bit and it's going to be uncomfortable to a degree, but I try to make it as comfortable as possible while also challenging them to do something uh, that they not, wouldn't have necessarily have done on their own. Yeah, there's a lot of, especially with the uh, types clients that you work, there's a lot of potential power in uh, people being able to hear their voice because they all like the likelihood they wouldn't hear it as often. Right, well, and, and as I said before, when you say things out loud that helps a lot I've come up with ideas as I've said them or I've pieced things together as I've said them out loud and so having those videos or, or those recordings or practicing in a group or whatever whatever it is I, I've seen confidence grow in a lot of them uh, I've seen I've, I've, I've had multiple clients who once they've started with video they're like you know what I know what I'm going to write my book about now and then they kind of develop it whether they develop it by you know talking on video or they just have outlined it or or something, or or they said, you know what, I really like myself on camera, or I like public speaking now. It's just you don't know if you like something unless you try it. And if you absolutely hate it, that's okay too. You can you can pivot. There's always something, um, a way to get your voice heard. There's there's always something you can do that may feel a little better to you, but it's always good to try it at least once and you know give it an actual go don't just say I'm going to try it but in your head the whole time say this is never 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 going to work just give it a real chance do you think that's the best form of preparation for uh, camera friends uh, who are preparing for their first video shoot I think so I think um, I think the, the very best ways to prepare are to find someone you can talk to uh, whether that's someone you hire or a friend or you know uh, a group like I said I have a free Facebook group and talk a lot about this in there. But someone you can bounce ideas off of, as well as someone you can talk to who will listen um, and then can can help you, you know, organize your thoughts a little bit. Uh, that's super important. It, I mean, it could be a, a parent or a sibling too. You don't have to rule out family just because they're, they're family. A lot of times they, they know you better than you know yourself. And then also it's to uh, just practice speaking. So whether it's to your phone camera or to a friend or something, just, just, just talk, just talk. <laughs> and, and I feel like sometimes it can feel like rambling, but it'll really help uh, to make you more confident in your messaging because I feel like that's a lot of what it what holds people back is that they have they have these ideas in their head but they're not sure how to formulate them and don't necessarily want to start filming like that especially if you're going to be putting together like a film series or something like that but that's something that you could easily hop on Instagram or Facebook live and it's it actually helps with your you know your no like and trust factor with your transparency with the people around you if you are just talking through some things or if you hop on and just you just want to answer a couple of questions, just any time that there's an opportunity to talk about 
uh, what you want to record um, or, or talk about your dream, do it. Uh, I think that education aspect, you think that's a really big part of personalized approach that you go for? I believe so. I think um, above all, it's it's relationships. Uh, it's focusing on the fact that with, with the videos you're creating or with uh, the book you're creating or whatever it is that you're creating, movement, uh, a speaker series, whatever it is, um, you are building a relationship with, with your following, with your buyers. It's not it's not pushing sales. It's not putting yourself out there just to get, you know, dumped on. It's putting yourself out there to make a difference. And no matter how small you think your voice is or how small you think your story is or is insignificant, it's not. It's it's super important because no one has the perspective uh, or the exact same story as you. And so it's time it's time to be heard. And and again I know uh, people who are nervous about it, they're going to be nervous and may not always be able to shake that right away. But you will get more comfortable with it. It's like riding a bike, truly. Yeah. It's like riding a bike. And then, you know, when you haven't ridden a bike for a while, like years, I guess, if you're an adult and you have to semi-relearn. Actually, it's probably more like rollerblading or something. <laughs> a little more, you know, bound. once you learn, you're great. And then if you're, if, you know, you get out of those rollerblades for a while, it's going to be a little difficult when you start again. But don't, don't stop that. From, from having you, you know, get out there and do it. Yeah, because then it just starts to become more comfortable, and then it's like, oh, what was I afraid of again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you're if you're feeling fear around anything regarding, you know, visibility, marketing, any of those things, just just sit with yourself for just a minute and think about how you can turn that fear into joy. Because really, that fear can is very very close to joy because it's excitement for something completely different. But it's just turned just a little bit in fear and it doesn't have to be that and so oh you say sorry I was just gonna, no sorry and I was just gonna say and you know what if it's if it's not for you you just hit it and you try you try something new <laughs> that's a uh, good takeaway I think uh, to sum this up for sure so any uh longer goals or projects on the agenda that you want to tell listeners about sure I um by the time this releases my rebranding date which is great I am revamping my free Facebook group. So if anyone's, anyone wants to join us there, we do at least once a week. Uh, I put in a prompt for people to create videos, uh, which is really cool because it's a pretty tight-knit community. Uh, people only give feedback if you ask for feedback. And it's a good, safe space to be practicing, kind of starting to get your message out there. Um, and then on top of that, by this fall, I'll be releasing... Um, a group course for visibility, which I'm really, really excited about because it's, it's basically the one-on-one work I've been doing um, just on a scale where you're going to have more people supporting you, more not just cheerleaders, but people who are really invested in, in uh, your success just as you will be in theirs. All right, so I'll leave all of those in show notes, sure, for all of you who are driving in Becca and uh, you can find all the information for that over at rosemaryrichis.com podcast. So where else can listeners find you on you can find me at ezvisibility.com. Also, feel free to find me on Facebook. Um, uh, it'll be under Easy Visibility. And you can find me personally on Facebook. My name is Erin Zimmerman. I'd love to. <laughs> All right. So thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much. If you like what you heard and you would like to... Keep up to date on future episodes. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast listening device. And I also have 
an active newsletter for podcasts, updates, and etc. And the link for that is available in the show notes if you'd like to opt into that. And of course, tell all your friends and I'll see you soon on future episodes. Ever listened to one of my podcast episodes and said, gee, I wonder how I can support future episodes as well. Ever read one of my rosywritingspace.com blog posts and wanted to do something to support future related projects as well? Well, now you can by leaving a donation over on patreon.com. My page is over at patreon.com slash rosemaryrochains and it includes awesome benefits like shoutouts on your name or company on the podcast and one-on-one coaching sessions relating to your independent content creation projects with yours truly. So if you'd like to support the podcast and my future projects, you can do so over on patreon.com slash rosemaryriches.